Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley rolling into uh, Thursday. Big 12 title game on the way. And uh, it's usually at uh, AT&T Stadium where I'll run into an old friend of mine, John Mishota from uh, from The Athletic, used to be at the Dallas Morning News. And, uh, John, I, I guess you'll probably, you know, you're focused on the Cowboys, so you will not come see my Baylor Bears in person, although you should, as they get ready to play for the Big 12 championship. Right now, you come to us from the Superdome. Uh, they're in New Orleans. First of all, uh, John, welcome back to the program. And is New Orleans, like, is it, do, do the people care that New Orleans is struggling? Does it feel like less of a buildup to this game? Or because it's the Cowboys, is there still a little buzz in that town? Oh, yeah. Because it's the Cowboys, there's definitely a buzz. Just hanging out down here last night, you can just tell, like, there's just so many Cowboys fans that whether they live in New Orleans or in the surrounding area or they just come over because it's only an hour flight, uh, there's just so many Cowboys fans here. And then obviously the Saints fans are passionate about their team. And, uh, no, there's a lot of a lot of smack talking going on, especially on my walk to my hotel to, uh, to the stadium today. So, uh, no, I, I think that you're in touch. Uh, Saints fans understand that uh, they're uh, probably not going to win this game. At least that's what they think having to go with Taysom Hill, not having Elvin Kamara, not having their starting offensive tackles. I think they understand uh, that it's probably not a great spot for them. Uh, but I, I certainly see them as, as being uh, still motivated. This, this place is still going to be rocking like any other Superdome, especially on a Thursday night like this. And uh, to your earlier point, I am rooting for your Baylor Bears because especially with everything that went down with Brian Kelly, I, I'd like to see Baylor win and uh, Notre Dame get, get into that college football playoff and maybe win a game and, and see, what, see what happens there. So I'm rooting for Baylor. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being behind the Bears. I know part of that, uh, you you gave other reasons, but the main part is your friendship with me and your support uh, your support of me. I would hope that would would be the main reason. No, now, John, I would yeah. say, hold on. I would say my 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 friendship with you. I'll put at number one. Number yes. two would be that I want to see Notre Dame get in uh, to the playoff, and then three would be that uh, I'm a pretty big fan of Dave Aranda. So sorry, go on. <laughs> Nice, nice. You'd, you'd probably like to see him at your alma mater, Florida State, at some point, but uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully that will not happen. Now, I, I'm, you had something about an hour ago on Twitter about the officially, uh, the Cowboys have officially activated Demarcus Lawrence uh, from injured reserve. Everybody's been waiting on this. You've written a million times. Uh, he's on the way back. Okay, reinforcements are on the way, and he's here. Now, between uh, DeMarcus and Amari Cooper sort of knowing their status going into this game, and Amari has been out of practice, he did make the trip and is expected to play, who do you think will make the most impact? I know it's hard to predict because they obviously are coming back from different things. I guess in my mind, Lawrence has been practicing more, so maybe we should expect more from him. I, I don't know. How do you view that? No, I think it's definitely Lawrence. And, and the reason why I say that is because of some of the, not just some, all of the injuries that they have on that Saints offense 
and the fact that you know I think that he probably there's a chance maybe he could have come back a week a week or two ago. But but just with his injury, Randy Gregory's, Neville Gallimore's, like you can tell that Mike McCarthy has been very cautious with guys dealing with injuries, and they, he didn't want to bring him back until that foot was completely healed. And so now that it's healed, and going against a backup, whether he's on the left side or the right side, he's going to be going against a backup offensive tackle, and he hasn't played since week one. I mean, having him and having Micah Parsons out there together with how well Micah Parsons is playing, you have them rushing from opposite ends with how banged up the Saints team is, as much as we not just the current Cowboys team, but I feel like we talk about the Cowboys for the last decade being so, you know, offense first, like can they win a game where just their defense shuts down the other team's offense and, and they put it on the defense? Like my, my thing is watching that Sunday night game last Sunday night, Lamar Jackson throws four picks. The Ravens still find a way to win. It's like, if Dak throws two picks, it's like the Cowboys don't win. They, he's done it 12 times. The Cowboys have lost 10 of those games. Lamar wow. has thrown two or more picks in eight games and the Ravens have won six of those. Like at what point does the defense step up and win one of these games for them? Uh, this could be the night that that finally happens, but because of that, and then because of the fact that Amari Cooper, I just don't know how healthy he's going to be out there. He was a limited uh, participant in practice yesterday. And Mike McCarthy just said on Tuesday that he still wasn't, you know, he still was dealing with a little bit of a cough and, and still some effects of, of having COVID. So I don't know if he's going to be anything more than a decoy out there uh, tonight. So I'm definitely, I would definitely say to answer your questions, Lauren. Okay, uh, John Mashota joining us from The Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I, I, I just, there's a lot of things. I, I saw one of the beat writers for um, New Orleans had earlier today. I, I, you probably saw one of this. It may have been from The Athletic. You guys have the, the world covered. I miss doing these. I feel like you and I could do quite a roundtable. By the way, I was looking, John, in, in this, um, Catherine, she seems very nice, Catherine uh, Terrell, or Terrell, who covers the Saints, and this is how it started. Uh, she said, have you actually gotten any sleep this week, John? I feel like there's Cowboys news every few hours. <laughs> I mean, Catherine was worried kind of about your well-being. So I do <laughs> like the chemistry that you and Catherine had. I, But I, I, I don't know what you gathered from talking to her and looking into. We both know that Sean Payton loves beating the Cowboys. And he loves putting his best foot forward. He just does not have anywhere close to his full complement of players. Isn't it funny to think how much you've talked about, oh, Cowboys don't have their head coach. They don't have this player. They don't have that player. And then they go in and play a team that's way more compromised than they are. And quite honestly, i got to say it, are they that compromised at head coach? I mean, I, it, that sounds mean, but you know a lot of Cowboys fans are thinking that. How are you viewing Dan Quinn as the head coach tonight? And 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 what do you what do you think the do you think that's going to be like a big change for the Cowboys? What do, what do you what what are your thoughts around that? Well, I certainly think the defense is like all the players across the board are a big fan of him, and I expect them to play very well for him, similar to the way they played against the Falcons for him not that not that long ago, and so. Uh, because of that, though, and you bring up a, a point that, you know, however you want to put it, there is some truth to the way fans are going to feel about this. If the Cowboys just blow out the Saints, there's going to be Cowboys fans that are going to be critical of Mike McCarthy and maybe not just Cowboys fans, but, you know, analysts and, and such that, well, look at what Dan Quinn did with this team and whatnot. But I can tell you that that's not going to matter at all. Like Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. So uh, he's the head coach, uh, but it would have been, Interesting, though, if it would have been Kellen Moore that got to be the head coach for this game and if they would have played well. 
because there's already was that notion earlier in the year when the offense was clicking that you can't let Kellen Moore leave, so uh, make him the head coach. And it's like, well, you're not just going to replace a guy that has the experience that Mike McCarthy has, especially if Kellen Moore has that good of a year, then that means that the team's probably played pretty well. I mean, I just can't even think of a time that a team was like, yeah, we're getting rid of our head coach or we're elevating our offensive coordinator after you made the playoffs and got to, let's say, the NFC championship game. I mean, I just don't see how that happens. But, no, this will be an interesting game to see how Dan Quinn handles everything on the sideline. Obviously, he's coached here many a times with the Falcons and that. Um, I, I, I think I think, he, I think the guys are going to play for him. I really do. I think that that was a, a no-brainer to make him the head coach for this game. Uh, they have other defensive assistants that, that can step up up in the box, whereas on the offensive side, I don't know if you need to be pulling Kellen Moore away from being OC when you're already down your offensive line coach. You're down your assistant offensive line coach. Your tight ends coach is your offensive line coach for this game. Like I don't need you, I don't think you need to be moving more offensive coaches around. So I thought it was the right decision, and, and that is something that certainly everybody will be paying attention to. But uh, my from talking to Catherine about it, I, I don't get the sense that Saints fans are that worried about Dan Quinn. Yeah, um, do you, can you kind of paint a picture? What do you think Mike's going to be? He has to cut off communication once the game starts. I guess he's quarantining in that hotel room. We think he may have moved into the Omni Hotel. I don't know if we've completely confirmed that. Um, I guess you could go by the front desk and ask to speak to Mike. Um, do you uh, do you think Mike's just going to be – I mean, he can't he, – he's got COVID. He can't be running around. He can't be out at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, do you just kind of picture him in his hotel room? Isn't that kind of sad to think about poor Mike just in the hotel watching his team play, helpless, can't really do anything, can't communicate with anybody? Oh, yeah, no no question. I mean, I think that's all he's going to have to do is going to have to watch it on TV and then take notes. And that's, I mean, I guess that's just what you have to do. I mean, obviously the Saints team's coaching staff was hit pretty hard earlier this year. I mean, heck, they were hit hard uh, having to move the team to Dallas for over a month. Uh, so yeah, it sucks. Um, but I guess that, yeah, that's what he's got to do. He's going to have to just watch from the hotel room. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I mean, when this first happened, I mean, the first thing that crossed my mind was, I don't know if you remember that Liberty, I think it was Liberty where the coach couldn't coach in the game or something because he was something, I think he, he injured his leg or something. And he, yeah. he was up in the hospital bed overlooking, the, the field and there was an ESPN shot of him up there and he's like waving down to the guys and he's like what is going on here but no no Mike won't be doing any of that and even if the game was at AT&T Stadium he wouldn't I mean he still has to quarantine and where he's at so um, I think the biggest thing with him is that he, he is vaccinated so I think it was the whole thing is just hoping that he'll only have to miss this one game because they don't have another one until the following Sunday uh, you know against Washington so yeah I'd I don't know exactly. I don't have the details on that. I guess if I was a better reporter, I would. But I, I'm just picturing him. He just has to watch it on TV like a lot of other people, and he's just going to have to take notes, and that's, that's going to be it. Let me just say, Catherine Terrell would know this, okay? I just want to go ahead and get that get that on the <laughs> record. <laughs> um, John, have a good game, okay? I'll be on Twitter. I'll be surfing around, get various podcasts to do late tonight. If there's anything you need or you want to check in with me, or you want to do like our own roundtable, feel free. And we don't even have to do all the pregame stuff like, John, how's your week going? I mean, my gosh, I thought that was like a date or something had broken out. But anyway, um, John, good to visit with you. Have a have a great night there. And then tonight, I know you got to probably fly out early in the morning, but r- run down to that old absinthe house on Bourbon Street. That's a neat – because that place has been there since like the 1700s, and it just has some character to it. 
and uh, you can kind of get back in there very, very dark uh, and get you a little bit of absinthe. Just give that stuff a try. It's really, it's, I think it's good for you, as long as you, you know, drink it in moderation. But, uh, but give that place a look later, later this evening if you get a chance. No, I, I will. And I actually, I might do it right after the game, and I might just go back to my hotel room after that and write. It might improve uh, the product yeah. that I put out. But, uh, no, this, yeah. that's the best thing about this city is really it's, it, you, it's like the character, like you said, the people watching. It's, uh, there's not many like it. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I got in pretty early yesterday and uh, some nice weather out, good walking around. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. I, one of those years I had my wife with me, and uh, we came out of our hotel room. Uh, I was covering a Cowboys game. And who do you think was our next-door neighbor in the hotel? None other than Clarence Hill, Jr. And I was just Jeez. like, oh, great, oh, great. And, of course, Clarence had all sorts of comments, you know, things he uh, was acting like he was hearing and all that. But uh, all right, all right, John, tell everybody I said hey, and uh, I'll talk to you when you get back. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good night. All right, John Mashoda uh, coming to us uh, live from the Superdome.